Hi there, welcome to Chat and Flicks, the movie and TV podcast. I am your host, Carl Pierce. We are today joined by Lee Stackpool. Hello. James Brown. Hello. And Richard Erlum. Hello. Okay, so we're going to start with a bit of feedback today. So I've got some feedback from an old colleague of mine, Steve Lewis. Hello, Steve, if you're listening. He said, just listen to the Godfather episode. Very good. I agree that it's up there with the greatest film ever made, at least that I've seen, though you could try The Barbarian Invasions, which is in French. I'm assuming you might have heard that one, Lee. <laughs> Barbarian Invasions. Right. No. We'll give it a go, Steve. And um, that sounds like it would be right up my street, that. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Um, he's also said, for me... I won't read that bit. For me, the only flaw is the moral aspect. Um, the Watcher does identify with this family. The Watcher does root for them. The film, I assume deliberately on the part of the director, does gloss over the fact that these are ruthless, violent criminals who will stop at nothing to basically make money via protection rackets, prostitution, etc., and gladly corrupting the political process along the way. And they will keep, step on anyone that gets in their way. Um, sorry, kill, not keep. Just a nice little Sicilian family responding to some other nasty Sicilian families. Really, they just rather chew their fat over Nan's good old home cooking, etc. And I root for them like everyone else. So what does that say about me? Right, don't it? Because they are horrible sort of violent criminals. But then you do sort of but root every, for them. But everyone, and it's a human trait that everyone secretly likes to be like that. No. Because <laughs> everyone would love to be a little bit of a successful bad guy, Richard. Mm. with your mansion and you could have, buy your all your own instruments and have all sorts of antique instruments in your own music room imagine just, how, from, just from nah, being some nah. gangster imagine how many stuff, imagine how many minis you could buy if you were a gangster okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> like three there. you could get three yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah well thanks for that um, also a bit of feedback from my brother Mark this, this is more directed to, towards me. So he said, shit, Red Dwarf, fan you. Crichton was the first episode of Series 2. I said it was the last episode, apparently. So, yeah, thanks for that, Mark. Yeah, I didn't need that. He said, uh, also, the most erogenous thing... I don't know if that's the right word. I can't, I, he's throwing words at me. He's got a first in his degree now, so he's throwing words at me that I don't understand. But he said, think about Friends uh, that did for me. Was There's a whole episode where Ross gets upset that his son played with a doll. So he spends the whole episode trying to make him like action figures so he doesn't turn out twisted or gay when he's older. So that's pretty bad. You know, we talk about friends well, and how the millennials don't like it and, well, I and stuff. Have, you see, I remember that episode because it was repeated on um, on a Sunday morning yeah. not so long ago. And <clears throat> the whole purpose of that episode, right, is the jokes on Ross, right? So it's not done. To sort of like glorify the fact that Ross is having this sort of typical, you know, reaction to a son playing with doll and maybe thinking to himself, he should really have him playing, you know, action figures and things like that. Mm. Um, you know, the joke's fundamentally on Ross. And I think people who get offended by a lot of comedy, they don't sort of realise that that's the point. You the know joke's I mean? on the wrong, the, the wrong joke, people. The joke is fundamentally aimed at the person who's coming out with these, you know, silly statements. That is the joke. The joke is not like, you know, Ross is going around, you know, I don't want me lad to play with, you know, dolls in case he goes up to be a little bit girly or a little bit, you know, in it, as as Ross is saying in that episode, he obviously thinks that it might turn gay when he's older. The yes. joke is fundamentally on Ross. You're cringing for Ross. Yeah. It's, and I think people who are watching a lot of these programs now, they're just the quick to sort of go on these 
crusades and go onto Twitter and go, this is not woke comedy. Personally, I hate woke comedy. I can't think of anything worse. I don't know what that is, but uh, okay. <laughs> a lot of people are identified. Like politically correct and all it's that. Like, ultra politically. It's, it's this... It's 2019's politically correct people, and if you thought political correctness was bad enough, you've now got woke. Just go onto Twitter. Um, you can't say anything. In fact, any <laughs> our podcast is probably, you know, our prob- we're probably distasteful as well. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Um, you just can't. You can't <laughs> make jokes about anything. Yeah, we, we do aim to please. We are trying um, our best. I, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Cheers yeah. was on on Channel Four recently. On, Beg your in the mornings. Oh, cheers. Cheers. And um, <laughs> I don't know. What I, <laughs> and that 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 did make me think. Um, there's a lot of sexism. There's a lot of sort of uh, not violence towards women as such. You don't see it as such, but it's disgust. And um, and again, the, the the gay things brought up when. They think somebody in the bar is gay, and it's like, oh, this is such a bad thing. We can't have the bar. Mm. And I was like, God, that that was quite Neanderthal, really. Yeah. It was very, uh, and that was a big show back in its day, and it was acceptable. And that really, really shocked and surprised me. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's just different times, isn't it? Different yeah, times, different yeah. attitudes, right or wrong, whatever. That we live now. I think if you, if you remember any programs <clears throat> like. Um... You know, you want to talk about like programs where, you know, like episodes of Will and Grace. You know, done a lot of um, done a right lot of near the knuckle comedy. But as it was considered, it was a gay comedy. It was always like you know, it was managed to get away with it. Yeah. Um, whereas maybe other other comedies didn't. So they done it in a less sort of like non-humorous way. Um, mm. You know, personally, I like near the knuckle comedy. Yeah. Um, but as as Richard says, when it's Neanderthal. Comedy is that is that when it is wrong, you know what I mean? Is that mm. when it is a little bit? Yeah, I think responsible nowadays. Yeah, it needs it needs to have a point, doesn't it? And like like you say, like with the Ross thing, it's the point is you're making laugh, making fun of him. If you like, yeah, you're he's fundamentally making he's, fun of Ross. Yeah, he's the butt of the jokes. It's not gay people or women or anything like that. That are the butt, the butt mm. of the jokes. So yeah, it's a tough one. Cheers was, it was a derogatory gay type of um, comment to them. Oh, right. Okay. And yeah, it was, uh, what was that, 1980s, 90s, mm. something like that? Early 90s, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, even I was looking back when they were showing and I wasn't thinking, I mean, I'm not overly PC or a prude or anything like that. And I was just thinking, God, this is <clears> bad, this. I was I was cringing as I was Yeah, watching. well, it's when it's cringeworthy as well, isn't it? Mm. It's probably... It's probably just... Uh, but it was accepted. Yeah. Well, he also says, um, he mentioned the episode where Rachel hires a male nanny for a kid and Ross goes crazy worrying that he's weird because what man becomes a nanny? It all screams of some kind of gay panic. Mm. He also says, but yeah, the podcast was good, man. Keep it up. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Starting off on a bit of heavy topic there, aren't we? But yeah. It is. No, I like that. I think that's good feedback. But I, yeah. think, that, I think that is. And um, I think it is debatable. So I think everyone's going to be probably watching Friends now on um, on Sundays again. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I suppose it'll. A lot of people will be weighing up. Maybe. Is it? Um, is it just unpalatable nowadays? Yeah. But then again, I still think it's rather tame. Yeah. Um, Mm. That's just you know my my humble opinion on that is, yeah. But it's not that long ago, is it? What, it twenty years? Yeah. Something like that. It's mm. not that long, really. But yeah, well, there you go. 
Time's changed, don't they? Any more feedback, gents, from anyone? I've been told to speak up. <laughs> Who told you that? I have no idea. My <laughs> wife. My wife did. My wife's actually started listening. Um, but, yes, uh, I'm, I'm usually doing things as I'm doing the bod- podcast as well. So I've got to stop and sit down and, and just So basically what you're saying is... I'm bored with you. Yeah. What, are the, what you're saying is the listeners aren't the most important thing at the moment. Is what you're well, saying to them. Both of them are, are very important to me. Because <laughs> they're both in your family. No, no. <laughs> um, no, no. Yeah, I need to I need to settle down and, and actually listen and take on board what's going on. Uh, well, I've been taking on board, but but get stuck in a bit more instead of carrying on doing things. <laughs> well, that was another bit of feedback from uh, Josh90 on Instagram. He said that the, the, the sound quality was a bit low. So apologies about that. We are trying our best to get the sound as best as we can mm. with the equipment we've got and... So yeah, hopefully, just just rack it up. We'll be all right. Just put the, put the sound up, put the volume up. Listen to our silky, silky smooth voices, and you'll be fine. Good stuff. Any more? No. 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 Happy days. Okay, so before we get into this week's uh, main theme, just going to talk about what we've been watching. So we've got Steve with us. Steve, what have you been watching this week? Uh, on Monday, I watched The Nun, you know, the horror film. I think it's part of The Conjuring. Oh, yeah. Um, series... And you know what? Really good. I love any horror film that's got elements types of, you know, the church, the Catholic church, demons. It's a James film. It's a James film. I feel it yeah, is a yeah. James film, yeah. I just good. think it was really good, really engaging, brilliant story. Jump scares? Oh, absolutely. Brilliant. Yeah. Love it. Anything else? No. That's it. Brilliant. Thanks, Steve. Cheers, Steve. What about you, Lee? What have you been watching? I've been um, I've been doing the usual and I've been watching a lot of Dick Wolf programs, um, as well as continuing. I'm up to season two of Hannibal now, so I'm ahead of you two. Yeah, and you've seen it before, haven't you? I have actually. seen it before, and I've actually I've forgotten how good some of the jaw dropping scenes were. I can't wait for you to catch up to them. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I've started watching it. Well, obviously, continue watching it, and I've been really getting back into it. So I sort of like. Wasn't quite into it, but now, yeah, this week's episode has, has got me. You saw Hannibal kill someone for the spoilers, but Hannibal kills someone for the first time. It's been alluded to, but you actually see him do it this time. So yeah, like, I think, and there's there's a lot more to come with that particular storyline yeah. as well. There's quite a few storylines up. Yeah, he's putting right. his he's putting his chess pieces in all in the right places. He really is. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's that is it for me. I, it's been a slow week because. Uh, I've re-downloaded one of my favourite PlayStation games. Oh, yeah, go on. I'm playing Dragon Age Inquisition again by Bioware. Um, Very story-based. There's no favourite... I don't think there's any famous actors or actresses doing the voice Mm. for it, um, because that seems to be a new thing now. Although the game that I am getting for Christmas does feature uh, Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead and Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Talking about Dr. Hannibal Lecter. He's also in... Yeah, a game that I'm getting for Christmas. Death Stranding. Yeah, that seems to be the new one. Um, actors make the money in between going be a well character actor for a computer game for a large company and earn lots of money. Yeah, like it. Well, going off topic for a little bit. That I've listened to a different podcast the other day, the Computer Game Show. Listen to it if you like your video games. Um, and they were talking about Death Stranding, and he was saying, "Is it not not normally so What's the other fella? Um, Hideo Kojima, I think the one who, yeah, who yeah. made it. He he basically just wants to be a film director. So all his games, there's a, there's a mode in the game where you can just sort of watch watch it. So it's like, it's an easy mode, but 
little little game and it'd be like it's, it's more like a film yeah you can just watch the entire yeah. film that seems to be um, I mean the last of us the second last of us is out now um, now there was talk of making that into a film mm. um, and everyone from Hugh Jackman <clears throat> to the girl who was Ellen Page was, was Ellen Page be in it as that well, was a shout yeah Ellen yeah. Page because uh, she looks like what, her I don't know what seems to have happened to that project because mm. uh, for anyone that hasn't played the game um, or heard about it it's like um, it's an ultimate sort of post-apocalyptic zombie-type creatures, though it's yeah, they're not quite. They're more realistic fungus, zombies. If yeah, I it's a yeah. it's a real fungus fungal parasite. Yeah, um, that usually infects wasps, but it's crossed over to humans, um, and that's what the baddies are. And there's a guy effectively looking after a young girl while all yeah. sort of various groups. Uh, vying for power and this, that, and the other. That's and right. it's, it's super, but it's very story-based. I mean, you could actually just quite happily watch the story of the game. I, I know we're off topic a little bit here, but I would yeah, go as far yeah. as say it's one of my, my, my favourite all-time games, that. It really is. There's one moment, you probably know because you played it, there's one moment where you, you look at it, we're talking about best visuals today. If that was in a film, you'd be like, wow, there's a wow moment in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, good game if you if you if you into it. But can I just point out that that was not me making a cup of tea in the background. That was our um, esteemed colleague Chigdy, who was featured in last week's episode. He was. So he I'm was. still sitting here, just to let you know, <laughs> getting my hundred percent attention. Any any more, uh, Lee? No, no, no. Good stuff, no. Richard. What about you? What are you um, watching? Finished the first season of Hannibal. Um, it's getting interesting. It's getting more interesting. I can see what I was moaning about last week. I think it was when they were building up Will's character. Mm. And I was saying I'd like them to have left that for a little bit and just have tons of murders. But I can see why they were doing that now uh, when it finishes because it's like, you know, now we're looking forward to the second season. Uh, no spoilers, of course, because you've not watched oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Season, still, yeah. Um, watched a film from my childhood, which was called Paper House. Just one that I wanted to watch with the kids. Bit of a sort of a bit of a scary one. It's about a girl who who, who does drawings, and they, she, when she goes to sleep in her dreams, she sees the drawings. I don't know if any of you've seen it. Um, English film from the early nineties, something like that. No, just never. a l- little bit of not brilliant, but a nice English sort of film if you like uh, English horror um, James got Aladdin which I think is doing the rounds with us lot yeah it's up for grabs with us what do you think um, it, uh, it was I don't know it was <laughs> it was a Disney film uh, difficult to say really I've not seen the original so I've not seen the cartoon version the animated really? oh, one yeah um, I don't know not my type of film I suppose I'd have to say. Mm. Um, but there we go. Um, I can see why people would like it. I mean, the visuals are stunning. Um, I'll still pick up things as I do, like when they're flying through with the carpet and her hair's going berserk and the carpet isn't going berserk. You, you know, little things that would annoy me. But as a, as a storyline, it's I suppose, yeah, if you're watching it for the first time, it's okay. But yeah. I don't know if I'd give it the, the, the huge <clears throat> ratings that it's getting. Mm. Um, Will Smith meant a very good thing James said last week didn't he, he said Will Smith's yeah, good yeah uh, and I think I think people are saying he's very good because he didn't try and emulate the Robin Williams role yeah, I think he was uh, going to the trouble of you doing that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and he, was, he just made it his own um, but yeah I don't know I just wouldn't write home about it 
nothing, yeah. nothing really special for me. Worth a watch, just not. Yeah, just just get it out of the way. Worth a watch, but <laughs> but I mean, if you if you said to me sort of like, um, what do you reckon of, for example, I might be bringing it up later, Wally, uh, then that that's a, an amazing film, stunning, brilliant storyline. My wife hates it because it's she thinks that that's the way the human race is going to go, which is kind of what we're doing just with screens in front of us constantly these mm. days. Um, he says with a screen in front of him yeah, at the moment. Yeah, well, I need, I need that, don't I? <laughs> um, and in continuation of our sort of sort of scary films with the kids, we watched Goosebumps 2 uh, yesterday. Uh, just came across it in, in Tesco, so we thought, yeah, we'll buy that. Uh, and, you know, just in the start of the scary film lead-up for for Halloween, yeah. really, which Halloween, will yeah. accumulate, I think, with the inaugural um <laughs> Film club meeting at um, what? What's it? Is it Doctor Sleep? We're gonna see. Where is Doctor Sleep? We're gonna see. So I think we're all gonna see that as a group. Oh, that's the sequel. The sequel to The Shining. Uh, yeah, and yeah. we're watching The Shining after Farmageddon, which we discussed last episode. I yeah. will rewatch that. See, I'm not going for Farmageddon. I will rewatch The Shining yes. with Deb, and I will try and uh, one more time to see if she wants to watch Doctor Sleep. Um, if not, I'll be watching. Join the club. Yeah. Join the club. Bye, Good stuff. Any more, Rich? Uh, no, I think that that's been it. Um, we've just been binging on Hannibal and, and trying to get stuff done around the house, to be honest. Yeah. Um, lighting fires, making the things warm and making the house warm and stuff like that. So yeah, it's cold today. It was freezing. What about things like Heroes and X- no, uh, X-Files? We, we, we've had a little burner. break, yeah. Had a little done. break of those. I don't know why. don't yeah. know why, but... Um, yeah, we we fill in our days trying to get get a little couple more films, and there was another one I've forgotten about. But you can tell us next week if you need yeah. to. Yeah, good stuff. Well, I've I've watched a few things. This one I forgot to mention last week um, was the the Berko the Berko the Berko experiment. Belco, that's how you pronounce it. Belco experiment. Um, low budget survival horror. Basically, these employees are trapped in this building, or they go they, they go to work normal office, uh, and all of a sudden the building just gets Locked down. All the shutters come down on the windows, down on the, the main um, doors. Uh, and then basically a, a voice comes on the tannoy and says, uh, two people need to die within the next 30 minutes or half of you, there's 80 of them, half of you are going to gonna die. Okay. And so like they all run around panicking. So they don't, they, they don't do it. And then obviously some of them start getting killed. So it's basically like... It's like a it's store a, type of a little bit like a survival horror yeah, sort of yeah. sort of film. Um, it's it's written by James Gunn who did Guardians of Galaxy one and two. Oh. So there's a lot of people from Guardians of Galaxy in it. Like I can't remember people's name. I know James Gunn's brothers in it. Who's in Guardians two? Um, is, is John Gallagher Jr. in it by any chance? John Gallagher Jr. I don't know who that is. Um, John C. McGinty's in it as well. I think he's the uh, oh he was the also janitor in Scrubs. Which no, I should have he's, mentioned last he's week. the one. He's um, he's the Doctor Cox, isn't he in Scrubs. Yeah, he's. Oh, in he's it. not the janitor. Yeah. Yes, he's the doctor. So it's basically like it's like a social experiment, basically. So they've got these little uh, chips in the head that blow up when they want them to blow up. It is good. It was very low budget, very gruesome, and yeah, it's good. Worth a watch. It sounds like the pinching bits from loads of different films. Yeah, like that. It, was, it wasn't. It didn't make, reinvent the wheel. It was mm. just good, solid film. Did IMDb like it? Go on, what yeah, did on six, IMDb? Six point one. Yeah, I'd say it's about right, yeah. It's worth a watch. Nothing's all right on all those. Yeah, so that was good. Sounds interesting. Um, yeah, still watching Hannibal, I'd say. That's hotting up. 
And then last night, I watched Snowpiercer. I've been waiting to watch this for a while. Now, I didn't comment on Snowpiercer. What did you think? I liked it. <laughs> I did I, I like it. it. Um, I don't know how I'd describe it. Um, it's a bit like the, the Belco ex- experiment, really. <laughs> it's, it's like a survival horror. Survival horror but, so for those who haven't seen it, it's basically the human race have tried to cool down the planet because of global warming. Somehow. And for some reason, this billionaire or whatever has built this self-sustained train it's amazing oh it's, it's I mean, awesome it's an amazing idea yeah that and it, it races around the world so effectively it, it, yeah. it connects the whole world every every continent and country whatever yeah. um so the planet goes cold so cold that if you step outside you are instantly frozen um unless you're on this train so basically it's, it's the last of humanity's on this train um so it becomes a sort of like a social class commentary so you've it, got the the back of yes. the train is the sort of all the scum the lower classes then you've got like the middle classes literally in the middle of the train who are getting educated and worshipping the the leaders who live at the, the front of the train and the engine and it's all about the lower classes trying to get to the engine in effect yeah 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 i, yeah, I was really impressed and it's just all one big um well no it's i don't even big, know I don't, shit storm. it's just <laughs> it i is. don't want to spoil the end because no. the idea, the idea, the the premise of the film is brilliant. Yeah. Um, I did not know how it was going to end. I did, didn't have a clue. I don't know whether to say it's a, it's kind of like an art house film. I, it's nothing like you'd see normally. It, I think it looks, it looks big budget though. I think, it, I mean, you got you got heavy hitting stars in there. Chris Evans <clears> um, is it Tilda? Billy Elliot? Billy Elliot. Billy Tilda. Elliot. Ed Harris. Uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, God, um, Ed Harris, isn't it? Is it Tilda Swinton? Tilda, Tilda Swinton yeah, that's yes. it. That's it. She's in. You got amazing actors in there. Um, but yeah, I was I was really impressed with it. But it looks it looks amazing as well. Like when you see the snowy bits on the outside and mm. running through the mountains. Yeah, it looked great. But I was really impressed. It's, it's a film I wanted to watch for a while. Um, yeah. And yeah, I was I was I really liked it. You'll be glad you did. Yeah, um, definitely. And you'll have a lot of questions about the film itself, the making of it, the. It's, it is good. It's yeah. on the, uh, as we now call it, well, James and I are calling it now, the Flicks of Net. The Flicks, uh, flicks of, of Net. It's on the Flicks of Net, I'm it sure, is. because it's been, um, I've had it on our watch list for a while. Yeah, that's where I watched that last night. Yeah, yeah. so. Well, the, uh, there was a video, I think I put it on our group a while ago as well, where, before I'd seen the film, there's a, a fan theory where it's like a sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. So Willy Wonka's the, the train driver. Um Chris Evans' character, he's meant to be Charlie. And then the various people he meets are the kids who were in Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Right. It's not. But it's nice to think, oh, yeah, that'd be interesting. But, yeah, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not, though, is no, it? No, it's definitely <laughs> it's... not. If you like Charlie and Chocolate Factory, do not watch this because it's totally different. Yeah, Very... don't watch it with your kids. Think definitely... it's like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't show this to your kids. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's it. That's watched a few other little bits as well. I've started watching, um... I know you aren't really into it, but another anime, um... Neon Genesis Evangelion. I've start, restarted re-watching that. It's on Netflix, so... And that's good. It's just an easy watch, half an hour, and it's just a bit... A bit psycho. Japanese robots. It's great. It's yeah. a bit of shite. <laughs> it's a bit of shite, and all we have to do. Yes, what about you, James? What have you been watching? Um, I haven't been watching an awful lot, to be honest with you. Um, last night, started The Purge. Um, obviously, my missus hasn't been too keen on watching it, so I eventually, you know put it on and she sort of had no choice and he ends up watching it. <laughs> um, it was good. Um, not really scary at the minute, just building to that first first 
you know, that moment where they're leading up to the page, preparing for it, you know, boarding the windows up and just getting ready for the inevitability, really. Um, yeah, it fascinates me to pay. I think compared to some great films. Season two comes out soon, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So well, you have to I want to yeah, yeah. try and get it. Obviously, it sort of fits the horror theme. Uh, to be honest, they haven't started enough horrors yet, um, considering it's October. But yeah, I'm going to start getting them in. I've got your one there, which is called... Yeah, Ghost, Ghost Watch. Ghost Watch. I've yeah. got Ghost Watch there, which was considered like one of the classics. Wasn't yeah, it? we'll talk about that on Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch that. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't say classic, but definitely... Uh... Noteworthy, let's mm, say that. Noteworthy. <laughs> You've seen it earlier, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to watch it. No spoilers. So I'm, I'm going to watch that. Uh, I've been watching MasterChef. Yeah, it's <laughs> going well. Um, that Vicky, who I've tipped to win it, is going strong. I don't think you've seen it. Yeah, seen it. Like, yeah, it's been on the telly, hasn't it? So she mm. made like a, a, a tart. Yeah, a lemon tart or something, was it? What about Apprentice? Oh, yeah, Apprentice started last I night. About that. I that. I forgot to mention that. I haven't watched it yet. Have you watched it? Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. So just full of arrogant tossers making idiots out of themselves. <laughs> but you know, a bit like some of us. It's really. like Rat Race, you know, you know, Rat Race, the film with John Cleese. Yeah, I, I just feel that that's what Lord Sugar's doing. He's just saying, "Oh look, we, we, you know, let's just throw money at this. Let's watch these idiots make fools out of themselves." <laughs> love it. Oh, good stuff. Elamita loves it. <laughs> and then the final one for me, um, I've been watching The Secret Life of Pets too. Um, which, to be fair, I will be honest, I, I enjoyed it. It made me laugh, made me giggle apart, but I couldn't really... It, it was... It wasn't... There wasn't much of a story. Not the first one, there's, like, a story. Can't I remember I'm seeing either of them. Yeah, yeah, the first the first one, there's a proper story, like, with a narrative, which you'd expect with a movie. In the second one, there's not much of a narrative. They, they kind just, of just rely on the characters, yeah, don't they? Yeah. So, like, this is what they're getting up to. Yeah, um, yeah. this is what they're story. doing. And then there's, like, a little thing going on. Um... But yeah, that's I, I just think it's really silly, but it's nice. Um, it's mad because you just start to think of your own pet. I've got Walter, my dog. <laughs> Imagine when you're out. Yeah, you think, wonder what Walter gets up to. A bit, like, a bit like with Toy Story, you know, when you were a kid and you yeah. think, wonder if my toy... That's like, I wonder if Walter just starts like randomly, like he's got mates down the street and he starts like... And really, he's got his way to get out yeah, the house. He's got his way to get out the house and in, do you know what I mean? It's, just, it's one of them, I don't know. Just, but yeah, at the minute, to be fair, I've not been watching an awful lot. I've been watching Red Dwarf. Um, as well, being to start start that right from because, like I said last week, it's one of my favorites, one of my first TV memories as yeah, well. But I can't, and I'm not saying this, you should know this about everything, but I can't recite it episodes like as much as you'd like to, as much as I'd like to. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm starting to watch them, just putting one on, and I also watched the um, I've just finished Jack Whitehall's Adventures with his father, which I oh, mentioned yeah. two years ago, yeah. a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, I put it back on, there's not many episodes actually. Um, Jack Whitehall's dad's brilliant. Yeah. He's just absolutely... But you thought some of it was too scripted, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. I still think there's parts. It got to a point where me and Beck were trying to go, and we were saying it, that bit was scripted. Yeah. That, that's yeah. natural. Yeah. That was scripted. Because there's a bit at the end, no spoilies, um, where he's talking to his dad. His dad's much older than his mum. I didn't realise this. His dad's like nearly 80. All right. And um, looks fantastic for his age. Yeah. Um, but he's nearly 80. Um, and wow. Jack Whitehall's in Vegas with him and he's just sitting there and goes, I'm just so lucky and, you know, I know we might not have not many of these memories left and I was like, that was a bit of a, a bit of a tearjerker moment. Yeah. But yeah um, that's sort of it. I need to step my game up. I really do. Do you know what? I can't stop sleeping at the minute. <laughs> do you know, because it's the changing seasons and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, dark nights. Well, I'm just like so tired all the time. Yeah. And sometimes it's easy just to lie on your phone in bed to stay awake because I think if I put something on, 
I just drift off. But for the purpose of like one of my main hobbies, and obviously the show, I need to step up. You know, my work rate. Yeah. I need to increase. We're on the Halloween side now, aren't we? We need yeah. to start watching yeah. the scary films. We need yeah. to start getting into more and more and more. And obviously the Joker, um, or Joker, Joker. is out soon. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm excited to go and see that. Um, I've just honest, there's a lot of movies. Like I, I don't I'm not I don't go to pictures as much as Carl. Carl, I would consider Carl the mm. linchpin for as a movie goer. He is a movie goer. Maybe not these days. Yep. Definitely back in the day before De- the baby turned up. But he's, he's Hello all, Thomas if you're listening. He's, turned up. He's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's always Carl, I think out of all of my mates, I think Carl probably goes the most out of all my mates. Yeah. Um but I am actually going to see a lot so I've obviously I obviously seen it. Um because I'll go if there's like something I'm really into. Yeah. So yeah. I went to see. I, I, I went to see it. Sure, there was something else I went to see. Um, what's that? Um, I'm going. Obviously, we've got Joker's coming, so I'll yeah. go then. There's, um, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. That, yeah. That's, that's going on, which we're going to try and do as a um a chat and flicks thing, aren't we? Yeah. So there's so there's that Doctor Sleep, and then there's another thing that I want to go and see in the fact, which is about um how Kendall's successful at 84, 85 Everton team called Howard's Way. Which, oh, on, yeah. which, on, nice, yeah. which is on in the facts. So I want to go that to that. To be honest, that would be a lot for me if I could go. Oh, and there's some. No, there's just there, I think. But if I could go and see all that. And do you know what? There's a Christmas film. There's a new Christmas film coming out with Amelia Clark. There it? is. Yeah. I think we shared it on uh, Facebook. Yeah. So that will be five in the space of a couple of months. Yeah. So that's a lot for me, that, because I don't normally go that often. I, I was going to go and see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and didn't do it. I'm just going to wait now until yeah. it comes on DVD. Is, isn't there a Star Wars film coming out this in December, yeah. December is it? Yeah, beginning of December. It's well, it's the it's the uh, what's it called? The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. That'll be so it's the last well. one in this this trilogy. So I I don't do the cinema that much because of the cost of it, but that'll be Doctor Sleep and Star Wars. That'll be going. To see. That's I think, all. I think you might That's be coming with me on Sunday. Elevator. Yeah, Beth doesn't want to come on Sunday. Yeah. I think Miss Taylor might be somewhere else. else. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to go. Well, do you know what you're gonna do in check <laughs> when you're in check? You've got to make sure you take loads of photos of anything that like from movies. Not try and find out anything. Okay. Anything like anything that might have been filmed in, in where you are. It'd be things like hostile, won't it? So like all these well, thinking, freaky like, weird things going. Well, on. maybe like Game of Thrones or something. Like, you know, something I don't know what's being filmed in, yeah, che- in yeah, Czech Republic. But what's the last um, film you went to see? It was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The pictures, yeah. Like Once Upon a Time. Full nachos, no? Yeah. Oh, I. Well. The, jo- you, uh, the Joker, put, sorry. Have you put How to Eat Your Nachos on the podcast? <laughs> I haven't. I will. Oh, I will. Right, we'll we, we will do it. We'll, <laughs> right. When we do our review of cinemas, which is yeah. another episode we're going to do one day, we'll uh, yeah. we'll mention it then. Oh, sorry, but, the uh, Joker. We've got Joker. um, we've got I've got a lot of bones to pick with with the old and they've let me down the last oh, couple of years know, with, but, with the with the snacks and oh, things. Do you know what? Points. Though the thing is, I've got to say this as well. Like I don't know, it's coming off topic, but obviously we'll be going to see Joker this weekend. I'm gonna have to see my own snacks. Yeah, do we? It's got. Do you know what? It's got. And I really. And I don't. I don't like. You know, if I'm gonna go out, I'll go out. And I, you know, I do want to just have a good time. But the the cost of the alcohol in the pictures. Um. You know, if you want to have a drink, is ridiculous. The cost of popcorn is stupid. Yeah. The nachos, it's stupid. Um. Your tango ice blast, whatever you want, it's coming now. To go the pictures for a couple. So this is not including yeah. any family for a couple. It's fifty quid. If yeah. you want to do, if you want to do it, and you want to do it properly, it's fifty pounds. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I just can't part with it no more. You can't justify it. I'm going to start taking my own snacks in because yeah. I just can't. No, yeah. you're allowed to take your own snacks in. <laughs> oh, are you? Yeah, yeah. You can't take hot food and hot drinking. You take your own lagging in. I don't know about that, to be honest. Possibly not. Well, like, like you're saying, well, I'm, we, we got you. <laughs> Get the fosters out. Um, we, um, we go to the gallery. 
Mm. And like the, for the Joker at, at, on Saturday, it's going to be 50 quid, fair enough. Mm. Which, all right, you're getting your drinks and you, you, your nachos in, and that's what we go for, and it's a night out, and we don't do it very often. Because it's a special film, I don't but mind. it's a it. lot, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is a lot. That's a lot to pay. I mean, I don't know what it is for the normal seats, the pleb seats. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you're not really plebs. I love you all, really. But, uh, back in the day, I remember, do you know what? Back in the day, obviously, like from where I grew up, um, the showcase was literally walking distance from my mum's. Yeah. And it was just like, I said, sometimes you used to get free tickets. That's why it was in there all the time. <laughs> but no, when you would pay... Um, You'd like you'd pay like four quid for your ticket to get in, and yeah. then your popcorns, the popcorn was yeah, like that, your popcorns was like one fifty, and then you yeah. get a drink or a scabby hot dog. That's like <laughs> you don't know like where it's been, but you're decent. I don't know. It's just I don't know. It's just it's a real shame now, and unfortunately, it's probably because of streaming sites and all these boxes that the pitches have to put the prices up on yeah. things, so they recoup them some money back. Yeah, and they're all like if you get like the near us, Switch Island Odeon. They've got less seats in there now, but they're all they're all luxury they're seats. All, they're yeah, all they're like, all so like th- that's how they're getting the money. Less less punters, yeah, if you like, yeah. but it's theater. So yeah, I've got uh, well, I think a few are going that way now. So now even now, so I go the Odeon, but there's that as well. Showcase have gone looks as well. Oh yeah. So I've the showcase yeah. looks and Odeon looks. They're all going looks, and as as Carl's just rightly said, I think yeah, that's what they're doing now. That's they're the way it's going. They're giving you these pleasures. Um, but they're charging you for them big style. Yeah. Um. So if you go on the pitches, try and go to Plaza in Crosby, or you go to an independent one, or go to one that's maybe not a multiplex, and just try and support your local ones. Mm, I think so. Yeah. Not, not enough. So, he says going to the gallery. We we to be fair, I think, I think we should. I I know exactly where we I we yes could set the cinema up in Ormsgate, and I'm putting it online. Yeah. And if there's any old cinema. Yeah, in the old cinema, the old cinema used to be in Ormsgate because there's thousands of students there. It's in a university mm. that's on the rise and there's nowhere they can go to the pitches. The nearest pitches are if you go to the Odeon in Switch Island or Southport, the view. Yeah. They're the nearest yeah. pitches for St. Helens as well. If we had the money, folks, if anyone's listening who lives in Ormsgate, we would set one up for you. You know, called Chat and Flicks. Yeah. Um, the Chat and <laughs> Chat and Flicks <laughs> Yeah, chat. Yeah, we were talking about this this morning. <laughs> It started off as a bar and then it's turned into yeah. it's turned into pictures and it'll probably end up being a stables or something. Yeah, it's where we can put a show cars as well. Yeah. Like Have a little garage restorations. So definitely, honestly, there's definitely a demand out there for, some, right. local, for some more local smaller yeah. um, things. Well, there's loads around town now, isn't it? Like you've got like the you got the Everyman one. You've got um, they're both from one up on the Albert Dock. Like I know it's only a temporary one, but one on the Albert Dock. Uh, yeah. Um, and there's there tends to be like a rooftop one as well sometimes. I don't the, know where that is though. There's ones down in London as well. And we had, when we went down to London, they had uh, Greatest Showman in Leicester Square in the park area, just playing on a big screen. But yeah. they've got them where they put it on the buildings. There's one advertised. Well, yeah. Um, Lancaster House, I think it is, again in London. They need to do more up here. Yeah. But how can the plaza we charge cheap prices? And then the audience showcase everywhere else is like the plazas don't have as many showings. I wonder if it's anything to do with how many showings. Well, the, the plazas all volunteers. That's how they're doing it. I well, we it could was, do it. Well, mostly volunteers. Get, getting the film license to to show it would have been the cost. I think the others are just taking. If we done it, we could we uh, we work it. We'd be the security. <laughs> we'd be the popcorn. I, I feel this is not a conversation for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I feel people don't want to hear us just talking dreams. This so is, this is how it started. <laughs> it was all a dream. It was all a dream. Should we move on to our main bit then? Yeah. <laughs>
let's go back to the Joker. I'm, I'm going to watch it myself this weekend as well. Joker. Joker, sorry, not the Joker. <laughs> Apologies. And it's it's got like Rotten Tomatoes certified. Mm-hmm. And a lot of critics have said it's good, but then I've, I've seen like little headlines where there's a little bit of negativity around it. And I've tried not to read it. And I don't want to go well, mention it. I read something. I won't say it, but I read something which, okay, which I'm probably going to be thinking about when the film's on. But hopefully, just try and enjoy it. I think it's a good direction for DC to go in. Where's Batman? Is that there? That wasn't the question, though. No. Mm. I, I, I think I've said on, I'm on this podcast, actually. I hope they don't show Batman. You I don't hope, need Batman. You don't need, don't need him. I do know... Oh, I don't want to say too much. Come on. I do know something that happens, but it's in the trailer, so... But, oh. Bruce Wayne's dad, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's it's what not... I was going to say. It's Bruce Wayne's dad. Yeah, he meets him. Yeah, he meets he's him. not a likeable no, character. No, no. Um, so we meant to, are we meant to warm to the character of the Joker? Yeah, you meant to. Is that what it that's is? Right, yeah. yeah, I, I think you are, yeah. It's making him more human, isn't it? Which, again, I've said in the past, I don't, I, personally, I'd like that he's got no origin. But, You're not into the idea of an origin. But I'm all, I'm all for this, like... This will be good. Like it looks like a good direction. If you've got your Marvel films who are like very action packed, you know, teen friendly. If you like DC, if they go to the direction, you know, your adults, mm-hmm. adult, mature, they, they'll nail the market. It's gonna be interesting to see sort of how the story's gonna go, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because like, is always gonna show how he becomes it, but then is it gonna show you all the havoc he begins to wreak, or how he becomes a crook, or are they gonna start showing that? Or? Yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know. Just don't it'd, be, know. it'd be dead interesting. As I say, if Batman turns up, I would be a little bit gutted. Mm. Yeah. Good stuff. It'd have to be Robert Pattinson, wouldn't it? Yeah. He, he yeah. Think it would have to be him as Batman as well. Yeah. Though they could, I mean, they could get around it as being just a stand-in because. Mm. It doesn't have to be. Do you think this is going to be a one-off? I don't know. You know, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't looked into it to be honest. I mean, you would expect them to turn up in the next, the new Batman film, the Rob Pattinson one. If he's the Joker, it should be the same Joker. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I literally don't know. There's that time jump element though, though, isn't it? Because if Bruce Wayne's dad's in it. Obviously, when Bruce Wayne's dad dies, he's, he was only young. So you're talking at least he's 20 after, years. He's going to have to age. 10, Joker. 15, 20 years. Oh, maybe. Bruce Wayne is a little boy in it. So okay, but aside from that, all right. Don't you're looking. At, don't look at it. <laughs> don't spoil it. No spoilers. No spoilers whatsoever. Yeah. Well, he's going to be a little boy in it, isn't he? Yeah, he's got to gotta be. be. Yeah. But I, d- I don't know enough. I'm just waiting. I'm just leaving. I'm waiting for it to come out on, on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah just enjoy it. Blu-ray, yeah, definitely. Yeah, sit back with a cup of tea. But Wait I, for I, it all to blow over. Yeah, I mean, Gotham's, Gotham, the series, is good, and the, the Joker's got a bit of an origin in it. So, yeah, it, I don't mind it. It's good. Is Joker in Gotham? Yes, sort of. So we're going to have so many different Jokers. That's the only problem. Yeah, but that's what's nice about it. It's You've got all these different interpretations of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was watching an interview with Heath Ledger the other day, obviously one of his last interviews, and he said um, he loved um, the, you know, the Christopher Nolan script. Like he knew, like he got dead excited just through the ideas Christopher Nolan had, because he said if he was told to try and recreate the Nicholson mm. role, he'd have never even touched it. Yeah. He said, even, he said, but then he found out, obviously, through Christopher Nolan, the route he was going down, and he thought, yeah, he loved it. Yeah. Little did he know it was going to be the death of him. Um, I know, yeah. Yeah. 
still brilliant though. Still oh, brilliant. That first, well, one of the first big dialogue scenes with Heath Ledger, I was watching the other day, I think it was coming on to you. Obviously when they're all, they're all having the meeting, all them little crooks. Yeah. And he just walks in, always got the bombs and that. Like, <laughs> and the that, pencil. Yeah, yeah, oh, that, yeah. That, that, that face laugh, that he yeah. does that, ha, 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 is this definitely only a 15 and how did he get yeah. away with that yeah. Yeah. and just as you sort of process it on in your brain the laugh starts so it yeah. was it was just amazingly done yeah. way of um, yeah, yeah. keeping your attention really yeah. and sort of thinking okay yeah this is um, this is different from a superhero film mm. that was quite gruesome yeah yeah, mm. well, yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did the pencil go in his eye it's alluded because yeah, you don't know do you goes right through but you, it's alluded it doesn't come back yeah, no 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 you, but you it's, oh, did it go through his head it, you know well, I mean? it's going through his eye and it's, it's got to be his eye and, and, and you know it has <laughs> but because it hasn't showed any detail there's not any blood I think that's how they obviously got away with putting it into a 15 but you know and I remember jumping in my seat when that happened because yeah. I thought that I, I felt that um <laughs> We've actually got some scientific apparatus here. We have. We've got a replica of a skull. It's not a replica. Because, of course, we have. What do you mean it's not a replica? It, it must have gone through there. There must, the be, eye socket. there must be a hole around the eye sockets, little little cavities around there, because they're sinuses, aren't they? Yes. So there you go. I reckon it went through there, because the guy, so the guy his eye falls away, and it's gone, isn't it? Yeah. Doesn't he fall oh, away? Oh, it's, defi- well, I mean, it's definitely in his yeah, head. So I just wonder whether it was through his yeah, eye or, I, I, or through his skull or yeah. Yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? That's really it's not the hugest amount of bone at the back of your eye, is it? The, yeah. or is it the occipital cavity, Richard? Is that- that, that'll be the one, yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, <laughs> every day's a learning day. <laughs> See, not, we're not just a movie podcast. Bit of science, bit of education. Live from science. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what's happening, yeah. my dear. <laughs> oh, good stuff, good stuff. So, today's episode, we are going to be discussing films which we think have got the best visuals. So, whether films it's just that look amazing, films that have wowed us, maybe think films that have, like, technically, we just don't know how they're done. So anything that sort of, like, looks amazing, basically. That sound about fair? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. So, uh, Lee, do you want to start? I've got a couple of um, good good options for this one, um, and it, it it was always it was sort of difficult to try and think because it was like, well, we're going to include films which were the use of CGI or you know special effects and trickery. So I thought I'd get some ones, bef- pick some films from before that really started coming in in as well yeah. like late seventies, early eighties, that sort of thing. Um, and I know I've mentioned sort of the golden age of Hollywood. With you know the classics such as like the likes of Ben Hare and you know the original Spartacus, Kirk Douglas, yeah, things like Cleopatra. that. Cleopatra, Cleopatra, yeah, they look, they look um, amazing. They look amazing. They still look good yeah. now because they've got that romanticized color. Mm. Um, because it was it was a technical of the different variations of yeah. the color the yeah. cinemas had. You know, the blue of the sea always looked bluer. Um, the sky, yeah. it, everything just looks better. Um, it's like having a filter nowadays on your phone, except that this was on the on the big screen. You know. Yeah. Um, I think a classic example of that sort of the, the you know the last big sort of one of the last big sort of iconic films before I suppose they have to start paying all other members of staff equal wages and things <laughs> like that. The, um, the nineteen sixty two classic um, Lawrence of Arabia. Um, yeah. Some yeah. of the tracking shots in that um, of the the scenes with the deserts. Yeah. Um, of obviously you know Peter O'Toole's 
controversial character um, addressing all the um, you know the Omar Sharif and the rest of the uh, you know the the Arab um, resistance against the Ottomans and things like that. Um, you know, big wide angle camera shots of all that happening in the middle of the desert. There's one particular scene where the cavalry's charging in, they're on horseback and camels, um, taking one of the cities, the name eludes me. Um, and the camera is sort of just tracking this entire cavalry force as it's going through the actual city. Um, and it's absolutely amazing. And if, if, if it goes on for a good, like, five minutes of this trip, this whole massive tracking shot, finishing where you see the sea at the end, obviously, when the... Um, the, Ar- the Arabs managed to take the, the, the city from the um, from the Turkish army, and there's that also, also iconic um, scene as well with the the even more iconic soundtrack, which won loads of awards. Of obviously Peter O'Toole walking along the train, and you just see his feet, um, and his feet are hitting the train as the music is playing. Wow! Yeah. Um, and that's another over exaggerated wide action um, camera shot, but you know it's in the middle of the desert, and it just looks brilliant. Yeah. Um, and that was done with, you know, the zero trickery, zero special effects. There was no CGI. It's just a load of massive cameras and loads of actors and actresses in the middle of the, in the, the you know, the beautiful desert. Yeah. With a I great soundtrack. A lot of creative, like, camera angles and movements with the cameras. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you're at back in the day when you have to <laughs> use your imagination. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Or, like, you couldn't CGI cast in and all that. Then you had to get the cast or... I don't know. It's just one of them, isn't it? Like you had to be a bit more creative. What they did, they couldn't go. Oh, do you know what? We could just put that in later. Yeah. Because that's what you're in a lot that's now. When you watch yeah. them, we just go. That's good. They'll do that. Like when you watch like the Game of Thrones outtakes and stuff like that, they go, "Yeah, that looks really good." That. But we just throw this in a bit later. Mm. But we'll add this to it where they had to. Whereas years ago, they had to like really be creative about what they did. Yeah. Do. Yeah. I, I I was gonna say I split mine into three because back in those days it was a lot of. Um, Films that remind me is, is things like bed knobs and broomsticks, I think, where they would paint the floor and use the camera perspective, you know, like the way they do in sports grounds. Forced perspective, is it? Yeah. Uh, is it forced perspective? I don't know. It's where something's drawn on the ground and only a certain camera angle, it'll look right. So like the advertising oh, on yeah. sports grounds. Yeah. And if mm. one camera picks it up, it's sort of like all skew if on an angle. But if it's from a certain camera, it looks like it's boxed yeah. perfectly. No, so it's so, yeah. sort of like... They'd paint the studio floors with, um, it was in White Christmas as well, I think, with with like uh, collapsed houses or the scenery, put trees in there, but they paint it on the floor. And only what, and if the camera angle went to another place, it just looked weird. But then when it's actually where it should be, it looks spot on. And then they've got like a car driving around. So that's how they did the early stuff, which which intrigued me. So it's either that or like when they started layering things, uh, and they, they put uh, a bit of an acetate basically in front of the camera and then have stuff going on behind it. So the early stuff was very, very imaginative. But I, I especially like the, um, the where they painted the floor. But the forced perspective, of course, which is which is obviously uh, massive in, in Father Ted, where it's these, <laughs> these are small and those are far away. That's another thing that obviously they were using. I had to get Father Ted in there after last yeah. week as well. Um, uh, so, so that's sort of like what I've been concentrating on this 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 time is is specifically the visuals as opposed to something that's wowed me. Mm. But but there's there's 
boss you know the, the the early the early ways of how they did it harold lloyd as well um where they've got him hanging off a clock face and you can see all of the cars underneath yes and there's some brilliant how did they do it on youtube and and it shows how they broke up everything to make it look as if it is real and i was as a as a kid i was thinking how are they doing this how are they doing this and then when you see it it's like oh right is that it and and the not doing anything they're not risking their lives he wasn't this amazing stuntman but there's some cracking things on how they built the 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 framing and the perspective in to make it look realistic very Mm. very good yeah are they like the sort of 19 1930s 20s yeah well harold lloyd was like charlie chaplin yeah 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 uh, Buster so Keaton, no yeah, exactly. Yeah, very, very interesting. Mm. Uh, from from like a, a an engineering point of view as well, how they built it and then how they did it with the cameras and the optics. Yeah, well worth a look. So clever. Does any out there get in touch? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, thought. so what was your other two like sort of? My other one then? was so that was like before special effects. Then I was thinking about CGI and non CGI. So. Non-CGI, I think we, we've talked about it. We've got things like American Werewolf where it's mechanical. And, and I think that the um, the guy who did the special effects, Rick Baker, Rick Barker Baker, I sure. can't remember. He, he put his heart and soul into the, the extending hand and the extending feet, and it's shown for all of three or four seconds. But everybody remembers that bit where he stood with his hand in front of him and it's, it's extending and it's all done by hydraulics. No computers in that film whatsoever. Um, so they, they were my others. I mean, I'll pick some up uh, as we go along and just mm. throw them in there, as people say, as people yeah, say things. Similar sort of thing. We were talking about The Thing, weren't we? The thing, yes, the, yeah, the, that's the, another one. The practical effects in The Thing where mm. you've got like these heads walking around with spiders, legs coming out of them. <laughs> just, just it looks crazy. fantastic. Just and like it all came from stunning. the uh, from the Jason and the Argonauts sort of era. The Harry Harris and him. <laughs> we'll put that in later, won't we? <laughs> um, I mean, we all remember the skeletons coming to life and and tormenting that that that. I think it was a blind guy, and yeah, it was it was pretty awful effects. But they just got better and better and better and better. Uh, to the point where we're doing, as you say, the thing where the, the guy's got the, the, the legs coming out of his head. What's going on there? That, mm. That's fantastic, that. <laughs> and to come up with that idea. Um, and I think that they used they used an amputee for that shot. All right. Oh, um, when he, when when he, he when straps he, his arms? Yeah. yeah. When he got his arms strapped and he's flailing around with blood pouring out everywhere. But, I, I, I mean, I don't know if they used any CGI uh-huh. in that. Anything was... No, it was just stop motion just... cap. Stop motion yeah. cap. It was all, yeah, it was all practical. I think. You know? as, as as the guy who's on the um, the the table, as his his head's <clears throat> being pulled and extended, and you got things snapped, his eyes and his his tongue are still going up. You know, it's they're not left anything out. They've, they've got everything going there. I think I think the way as times going on, though, it's hard to identify now what is CGI, what yeah. what's what's real, and then what's like like mechanically put together. Yeah. So now you're watching yeah. it and I don't think you quite know which which yeah. is which. No. You're like, you're right. how can we, like, I remember at one point, so I was saying, sounds really pathetic, but I've just got to say, I remember I was watching um, Game of Thrones, you know, the dragons, and I remember just thinking, wow, so these look not how, real. They look beautiful, <laughs> these. Yeah. It's like, where do I find these? <laughs> Obviously not really, <laughs> but it was like, that scene, I remember when you first see Daenerys' dragons when they've grown up, 
no spoilers if no, no, no. <laughs> um, come on get to grip yeah gonna watch it come on yeah um, when you first initially see them dragons and that lovely sound that comes with them there's something about that that's beautiful but they look so real yeah. Do you know what I mean? It like yeah. it's like overwhelming. It's like like you're just like, is that real? Or isn't it? Like, it's, but it's obviously not, but it's just that beautiful and yeah. and other dragons like what's oh, does John call them? What are they called? Horrible beasts or something. Oh, John yeah. ends up referring to them too at the end. <laughs> but they are of gorgeous beasts or something <clears throat> like that he calls them. But they are something about them the company with that music and that CGI just on them dragons is unbelievable. Well, yeah. I, I didn't realise didn't, oh, didn't yeah. realise the direwolves were. I thought that they're the they most were. expensive. I know, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I only found out through you guys. I, yeah. I thought that they were just um, yeah. on the forced perspective. Go, didn't he? Ghost cost the most out of everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why yeah. yeah. you've got Yeah, you've got to live on the wall. Because ghosts cost a big buck. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember, I remember thinking, they've got to be real then. But I think, yeah. was the, you know, in the earlier series, like you know, when the babies aren't they real? The real there aren't they? Oh, yeah. yeah so the babies, they just got a couple of. Dogs well, and them. Yeah, but then I think as they got older, obviously they had to CGI him, and it was did, like because yeah. they're acting in yeah. better comics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like about the, like no, like his um, like the the fine hair on him and all stuff like that. That's why he cost so much, didn't he? Yeah. Like so expensive. Yeah. That, that still blows my mind. wonder how much he charged an episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to need you today, Ghost. Go back to your trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like on, on like the, the virtual like CGI, talking about that. I mean, one of the one of the things that always sticks with me, and it was the first thing that comes to my mind when we talk about like amazing visuals, iconic visuals, was the Matrix. Mm. Yeah, there's so many iconic scenes in the Matrix that were like sort of groundbreaking and so mm. again iconic. So like that, for example, the bullet time when the agent's shooting at Neo, yeah. and he's moving that fast, and then he just like sort of like like mm. leans back, and the camera spins around him. That just like when when I first seen that in the pictures, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe that you know what's going on there, how they've done that, and what, to see how they've done it is amazing. Like it's basically, it's literally just loads the, of cameras, the, the, loads them. of cameras, and then the computer pieces it yeah. all together, doesn't it? Yeah, and the, um, yeah, but it just looked perfect. I mean, I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen the Matrix for for a while, but I can imagine it still holds up to these these days. And one thing I didn't realize at the time was, I remember when the second Matrix came out, and the third, obviously. They weren't as good, and you can tell they look a bit like plasticine. The people mm. when they're fighting, Neil looks a bit like plasticine, and mm. it doesn't look as good. Um, but when I was watching documentaries about it, they'd say, "Well, there's loads of techniques we used in the first one, which we're using now in the second one. So there's loads of things in the first one that you don't realize is CGI, but mm. is." And one of the examples is the background when he's spinning. All that background, the floor, you know, the buildings and all that—that's all CGI, and you don't realize it because it just looks like. It should, but yeah. I mean, the Matrix is so, so groundbreaking. I, I've got a that couple bullet, of that like, bullet is, is like iconic. Yeah, for um, for like it's what whatever technique they've used. Yeah, it's iconic, isn't well, it? Well, it, it got moment, it got named yeah. Bullet Time in the yeah. end, didn't it? Yeah, because because for that reason. Um, and there's, there's a couple of scenes like that as well where there's one where him and Agent Smith jump together and they're trying to shoot each other in the head, mm. and then it spins around them while they're in the air. It's just yeah, yeah. just fantastic. Mm. Trinity at the beginning, she jumps in the air. With her legs up, and then it just like sort of spins around it, and then she kicks the policeman in the, in the face or whatever. Just just looks amazing. But I mean, that's not the the only thing amazing about it. But that is like the iconic bit. That that it, it's, always it's sticks to me. That for the whole Matrix, yeah, where where the cameras are moving around and slow mo shots, action stuff going on. Um, 
they've not really copied it in that many films. I know there's no. there, there's been a few parodies, isn't it? Yeah. Like in the, yeah. the Scream films, it was or you know scary movie films. Sorry, yeah. it was in them. But it seems to be like <laughs> Matrix's own little thing, their own yeah. little sort of uh, forte that they're amazing at. Yeah. But yeah, I've got Matrix down, and like you say, these these key films. I mentioned Jason and the Argonauts before. Um, I think another one that was massive and it made such a big impact was Terminator Two, mm. um, for for its effects. And yeah, yeah, Jason and the Argonauts, Terminator Two, Matrix are the three that I've got down as as biggies, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but Terminator Two, and we've talked about it before when, when the reflection of the T one thousand. How do they do it? I know we've got a podcast, so it's like, how do they do it? And and I want to know how they do that because yeah. the reflection's just perfect. It, it's a twenty-year-old film, and I still can't can't really see. And the rest, hey, and the rest. And the rest. Is it more? Ninety-two, oh, was it ninety-one, ninety-one, I think it was. And I still can't see faults in it. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, it is cool. It is, and, and again, groundbreaking, groundbreaking mm. in terms of CGI and. It did, it did look totally different mm. to anything that had gone before. When you see the T-1000 coming out of the, mm. the, the fire and he's all metallic, yeah. liquid metallic, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it turns into the actor whose name I forgot. Robert Patrick. Sounds good. And then his, then the, the metallic changes to his uniform. Yeah. And, and it seems... All, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all right, you can you can see you can see a little bit now, but, you know, for 20-odd years old, it's, mm. it's great, isn't it? Yeah, totally agree there. Eh? One on your list there, Rich, is, which is just on yeah, the yeah. And I always remember the first time I've seen it, and I always <coughs> it anyway, Jurassic Park. That yeah. initial... That's, uh, that's got to be a big yeah. yeah. Well, when I categorise... Well, that's that's another one, that. That's that's where, you, you know, it's that, that brilliant. You don't know which is which. Is it CGI? Are, the, are these things real? Are they, like, and again, or are these statues or what are they? Yeah, and again, that was a mixture of both. Yeah. Yeah, some yeah. were practical and some yeah. were just so, CGI. Again. And just, I know it sounds... You know, really obvious, but the greenery. So when they first see the um, the herbivores and the the eating, the eating the grass and the rain, they're all like, oh, it's just it's so mm-hmm. nice to see. Yeah. It's all like calm, isn't it? Yeah, Obviously, it's all slow. The calm yeah. before you know the inevitability of the T Rex and stuff like that but you know what I mean it just looks so amazing and as it's yeah. meant to because obviously the people visiting Jurassic Park it was meant to be for them it was meant to be their fit it was like wow Joe, like yeah. seeing these animals we're seeing we're seeing what they see yeah. through their yeah, eyes yeah we're basically yeah, we're experiencing what they're experiencing that's so great and yeah. you feel the same same feelings by watching it yeah it's really good but another one with a similar sort of thing for that um, this is one for any book readers because I obviously because of the generation I am and the age I am, I've read the book of the Harry Potters, the Philosopher's Stone, yeah. before the film came out. So like, so I'd read the book in lessons in school when I went to school, and then I went to see Harry Potter. So to see some of the some of J.K. Rowling's ideas in like the visuals to them, yeah, oh, I remember being breathtaking. You know, you know, reading about it, some of it like um, Diagon Alley. Seeing Diagon Alley for the first time yeah. mm. was just absolutely unbelievable. I remember watching it, and it was just a treat to read it because, I mean, to see it because you've read all these ideas, and it was so interesting how they could actually visually put them together. Yeah. And they did, you know, like, and, you know, 
little stuff like oh, it's just platform three quarter. Just I don't know. That was just visually. I remember seeing it. Just actually to be able to get to see it was just fantastic. Did you? Did you? The way you imagine it with the book, like the train and things like that. Yeah. Is that how you imagine? Yeah, it? that's what was possible. It? So that's yeah. what's good. It was like yeah. it lived up to what it, you expected. Ma- it matched. Yeah, <clears throat> it matched. I think it did for most as well. Yeah, and it was like you know, like them little stuff. Like no, even like the sweets they had, them Bertie Bots, uh, Magic Beans, or the Frog and all that. Yeah, like you know, seeing them in real life. You know, yeah. seeing oh, it all. was quality. <laughs> I just love them. But yeah, they're, they're massive for me. Jurassic Park and Harry Potter. Yeah. They're two really big ones. Um, well, I think Jurassic Park and Terminator 2 were the same company who'd done the special effects. Industrial Light and Magic, I think. Right. Which was George Lucas' one. Was George, it? No, I don't Star use the Wars racist one. stuff. Because some, some of the Star Wars later well, I think they, were awful. I think they were separate. Yeah. Yeah. And But going back, going to the Star Wars, the prequels. Um, yeah. I mean, they, when you think about it now, they, they were groundbreaking in terms of the technology because they're working on sets where it's just green screen or whatever colour screen mm. and there's no you know there's no background or whatever and the actors are working with people who've got tennis balls on mm. their heads and things like that. Which which you look you look at the Marvel felt like you know uh, Infinity War and Endgame come out this year and you see the behind the scenes, that's what mm. it's like. Yeah. You know, Spider Man's walking around with, with like mm. squares on them. It's, it's not yeah, a Spider Man yeah, suit yeah. and he put it in. Captain America there, there was a scene and for some reason where Captain America's got no helmet on, but then in the film they've CGI'd his helmet on. Mm. Why didn't he just wear the helmet in yeah, the film? Do you know what I mean? It's it's weird, but so I mean the Star Wars films. I know they're very dependent on Andy, and a lot of it is a bit ropey. And obviously the stories aren't that great as the originals, but they were groundbreaking in terms of how they approached CGI filmmaking. If that I makes sense. To, there's something I needed to ask you. Um, it's relevant to last week's one. But since the last week's pod, I've been watching Red Dwarf. And oh, I'm just yeah. made, I made up, you've mentioned Star Wars. Do you know the scenes in Red Dwarf when it shows space? Yeah. Are they off Star Wars, put them bits, or is it like... No, no, they're, 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 the BBC made them. Well, the oh, BBC. they're made? Yeah, yeah. At times I thought, that's definitely got to be like... Off Star Wars. Ripped off Star well, Wars or something. The t- with, with Red Dwarf, the first six series, mm. practical models... Little models yeah. flying Starbucks, flying red mm. dwarfs, and that. Um, seven and eight CGI'd hasn't got the same feel mm. to it. And then the new ones that are on Dave, they went back to the more practical, practical effects. Yeah. There's still a little bit of CGI in there, and I think that's the way, the best way to go is have something practical and then paint it a little bit with mm. the CGI. Mm. You know what I Because I think I think that the little models a bit like Thunderbirds, or you know, mm. you look look something like that. Been watching that with my son. Uh, the new Thunderbirds. It's just the animated one. The new one, yeah. It's, it's So it's all it's CGI. Well, the characters are CGI, and I think the vehicles are CGI, but then the backgrounds are practical, real. So, mm. like, you know, Tracy Island is a real thing with real water outside of it, mm. and it's all CGI'd in. Mm. And it looks fantastic. It looks great. Mm. And that's the, one. That's one visually. Like, yeah, yeah, looks looks fantastic. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. Just, is any more like that where you think, like, visual? I mean, Star Wars is an obvious one, it? Where it's like... Is there any connection with Red Dwarf and Star Wars? Apart from the obvious, it's in space. Yeah, that's it. No, it's that literally. Yeah. That's it, yeah. yeah. Well, the craft, the aircraft, and what's the aircraft called? Well, the space craft. Star, Starbug and yeah. Blue Midget. I don't think there's any connection, is there? I don't think no. so. It just looks like a book. I just thought, I was just looking, because I know you're a big Star Wars buffs, and obviously mm. been watching Red Dwarf, and I thought, I, wonder, I just wonder if there's any connection. No, I don't think They do a little bit, a few prod- parodies, don't they? Like, they, they have little nods to Star Wars, that, but mm. I can't think of any off the top of my head. They probably do. That's for a later date, That's for a like, later pod, I it? think I think we are going to do a Red Dwarf episode. I think yeah. we've decided that. We, <laughs> I'd love to do that. Uh, yeah, that'd be perfect, that. And what happened, to, what, what happened to Craig Giles' career? 
<laughs> what happened to Craig <laughs> Charles? And what happened to Eddie Murphy? Oh yeah, this is something else we were talking about this morning. <laughs> yeah. where's, where's Eddie Murphy? Has Eddie where's Murphy ever gone? been in a good CGI movie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't has like he? that. Oh, he has. <clears throat> what did we watch? Flubber was in Flubber, wasn't he? And, um, is he what's the that? nutty? That prof- Robert, Robin Williams. Oh, sorry, yeah, nutty professor. I'm thinking of. Yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's yeah. fantastic for him. Yeah. Yeah, because that was CGI, wasn't yeah. it? A lot of that yeah. scary one, me and you were so much as well. Like. Which one? Haunted Mansion. Oh, Haunted Mansion. Oh, yeah, that's like full that. of CGI like as well. Yeah. yeah that, so. that was after his... But uh, where is he? If anyone knows if anyone knows where Eddie Murphy is. Eddie, if you're okay, <laughs> get in contact. If you're listening, listening. <laughs> get in contact. Just uh, <laughs> give us a little, drop us a little line to know you're all right. Give us, you just give us three rings, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are the... Well, speaking about space, what are the bit like visuals? We're talking about this more about... Uh, gra- uh, what's, the, what's the film called? Gravity, is it? Yeah, yeah. Gravity, that, that uh, is meant to be... I, I can't remember much on it. Yeah, I saw that in the pictures. It's very uh, realistic in terms of like, the, the physics of it. And what's in the pictures in 3D? And I'd say that's one of the best 3D films I've seen with all the stuff whizzing past you. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the debris or the, the, the spacecraft or whatever running yeah, through space. Yeah, in it. Yeah, in you it. are there. You, you, yeah. You uh, see, that, that's brilliant. the next thing they're doing after the, after the CGI is that they're getting you immersed with the 3D, aren't they? Yeah. Um, um, and and then and then your sound, of course, as well. I'm not big into 3D. I've been no, to see, I, I've seen that many 3D films. Joe you know, with 3D, this big hype, it never lived up to it, did it? It just didn't. No. I don't think. And don't get me wrong. I, I, know, I don't think it'll ever. Well, it, with with 3D, it it comes around, doesn't it? Yeah. So like when mm. it was around in the 50s with the red and the green or whatever yeah. the it was, then it went away. It came back in the 80s when you had videos. I remember the 3D Freddy Krueger film mm. where the, the last 20 minutes or something is is in 3D. Um, and then it went away because it was crap and then it came back a couple of years ago when you had 3D tellies mm. and your, your PlayStation 3 was in 3D if you wanted mm. to and and 3D films and you get 3D films now but I don't know about you two I'm pro- probably the same I, I don't pick 3D I, don't I avoid 3D if I can mm. I mean if you're watching IMAX yeah. a lot of the films are in 3D anyway mm. so you'd have, to, you'd have to have the 3D but the sound um, for me the sound's more key than yeah, than yeah. than three D. Mm. As long if the sound's fantastic, and obviously as long as you can see it all clearly, yeah. and the clarity is there. Just no point for three D. The, there's yeah. there's it's one an inconvenience. Well, one one big that you might be mentioned there, Richard. Um, there's one that was mentioned by a few people talking today. We were going to do the podcast, and there's two people, Kira, who contributes to the show now and again. Hi, Kira. Hi, Kira. And. Uh, and uh, Richie, who's one of our colleagues, they both said exactly the same thing. I said about being visuals, and they said, "What about Avatar?" Because well, when that came out, it was amazing. Mm. And I said, "I said they both said the same thing." Um, and I said, "What do you think about the 3D?" And he said, "Yeah, it was, it was fantastic." So Avatar is one of them big ones where it's the second biggest film of all time now after Endgame. Um, but a lot of people say that's that, that's the 3D film to see, I, and I, I saw it in 3D, and it was good. And it was impressive, but I wasn't blown away by it myself personally. The, the, there's one, I mean, I, I wasn't fussed on Avatar. I think it was one of those where there was that much fuss about it beforehand when I watched it. I just wasn't taken away with it. The, the, the 3D version, I felt it was a bit layered and blocky as opposed to they had depth. Mm. But the one the one film that I would choose to watch in 3D is um, a film called Hugo by Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Um, that uh, oh god, yeah. If I if I ever wanted to get anybody round to sort of show off my telly, I'd put that on and I'd say watch it in three D because that that's amazing. You you are going through everything. You're 
the just the opening scene when you you're going around the the Paris station and it's you got bits of snow and bits of dust in the air and it's um, yeah it's it's it, you are there mm. but other things I just feel that they try and force the 3D upon you yeah as opposed to you just being there and you can look around yourself I felt that with Harry Potter we watched I think it was one of the second to last film I think it was at the cinema and it was in 3D and I just felt I'm being forced to focus on this because they were in they were in focus and I couldn't look around at the picture mm. which really really distracted me quite a lot yeah but um Hugo's on on my list of obviously it's a CGI one but they've they they dipped in and out of real and non CGI but they I must they, say Hugo I did start watching it I wasn't a fan. You know, I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't finish it. I watched the first those, half an hour or so, and then I got bored. And I, I think it's just a nice film, and it's one of those where if somebody said, "What's it about?" I would not be able to tell you what it's about. Mm. I just love the relationships you've got. You got Sasha Baron Cohen as the station master, who's who's in love with one of the uh, one of the stallholders, and a little bit of comedy moments. Um, but I, I like that. But mm. yeah, yeah, it just didn't but sit well with me. But as a three D film. I was blown away with it. Well, speaking of 3D, another film I'd recommend in 3D, but I don't know if you can still get it on 3D now, was Judge Dredd, the, the, the newest Judge Dredd. Right. Yeah, because there's, there's bits in there. You've both seen it? No. No? Yeah, yeah. You've seen it. So there's a drug in there which is called slow-mo, I think, and when they take the drug, the world goes slow motion. So during these sections, the 3D was amazing. Mm. Um, so it sort of like crops the picture a bit on the top and the bottom. Mm. And then, so you're seeing it through the drug user's eyes and when that was in 3D you know watching bullets go through the air and things like that it looked really good it was a good use of 3D well you, you know when they do that sometimes they have the things coming into the black yeah the black so I can't remember if they did that or not yeah possibly Ghostbusters the new Ghostbusters the one we don't talk about too often <laughs> is um, <laughs> that does that so that does the, so some of the ghosts come over the yeah the black I like borders, it when they do that which is clever and it's part yeah. of the 3D yeah. isn't it um but yeah, Judge Dredd was a good one. Good visuals and that. And it, that looks gritty as well. It, you know, it, not in terms of like the CGI, but, you know, the way the city looks. Mm-hmm. It looks how Mega City 1 should look. It's the future, but it's dirty and mm-hmm. it's grubby. Because of, because of what we've done to the environment. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a little bit like now is, you know, mm-hmm. not everything's clean cut. Bit like that. Do you like that? If you want yeah. that standout to me, <clears throat> this... I'll always remember, I remember my first wow of like one where I've been aware that it's not real and like and it's really do you know what like it's a proper not many people know it which flew under flew under the radar one of, it was George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg film um, it, was, it was The Perfect Storm and it was oh, like yeah. a story about like yeah, you know the yeah. fisherman based on true story based on like true story and stuff like that but you know some of them waves and stuff that obviously was CGI'd oh my god just like terrifying seeing them like yeah. some of the stuff and mm-hmm. apparently like real like the replicates like some like real some of the stuff that the fishermen have to struggle with and some have had to and you know stuff like that but I remember that being the first when I went to see that movie years ago and I remember when I seen it just being like just it was like one of the first me going like well that's not real but it's boss but it done looks it. amazing but it looks amazing yeah, yeah. and then the, the main one for me so that was one that I was going to give a mention but the, the main one for me and just because it's visually, and I mentioned this with Dan, um, the dinosaurs, mentioned that with um, Jurassic Park earlier on, but Life of Pi. Um, yeah. If you haven't seen Life of Pi, just absolutely from start to finish, 
it's just beautiful to mm, look at. Yeah, it's it a treat for your eyes. Yeah. That's that, that's how I'd say it. Your eyes are just like just it's amazing. It it's is, just yeah. honestly, I just can't like and James, when, James is fluttering his eyelashes. Yeah, yeah. And when they go to no, but when they go to that island, is it the island where like you know we the safe for a bit and there's food and they can eat that and I remember you no know, the night times and the stars and the dragonflies and oh my god, it's just amazing. It's, so it's just literally and it's a lovely story anyway. Well, is it? But like it's a nice it's not lovely, why have I just said it's well, not it's, it's meant to, it's meant to be, it's, without yeah. giving it away, it's meant to be, oh, dream-like. Yeah. It's meant to be like a, like fantasy-like, possibly. Yeah. So the visuals need to be yeah. vivid colours, stunning. Because, mm. yeah, thinking about it now, it's like, yeah. without spoiling what goes on in the film, it needs to be like that. Mm. It needs to be dream-like. It needs to be, a fa- you know, vivid, vivid colours, lovely blues. Like Lee was saying before about you know, in those old films, yeah. it has the to be that pl- colour. The blue was proper, yeah. blue, yeah, was proper blue. Back in the day, yeah. when <laughs> Jack was a lad. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, just like, even like the, the lion, obviously the lion, who's his, I mean, the lion, the tiger, the tiger, yeah. the tiger who's his mate or whatever, he learns you know, tame it and all that, yeah. and it's just, that looks great, and then mm. the animals on the board, it arches, yeah. arches the belter. Yeah. I think we, we spoke about it because we mentioned the life of Pi the other day, and we said like it, before it was made, it was it was touted as one of these films, these books. Sorry, that was unfilmable. Mm-hmm. But I think they've done. A, I think they've done a great job. I mean, I'm, to be honest, I haven't read the book, but from what I've heard, it's, it's been the twist in that well. film. I know it's not to do with the CGI, but the twist was it's great. Yeah. But if you don't, if you haven't read the book and you watch it, you're thinking this is all like whatever, and then yeah. you find out in your head really probably what happened. Yeah. I, I can't. I've watched it. I can't remember though. But it's a, that is probably for me hands down the most beautiful visual film I've yeah. ever seen. It's a see for your eyes. It's mm. you know yeah. it's got animals. It's got you know plants. It's got dragonflies. It's got stars. It's got some ocean, ocean, more ocean. But it just doesn't drain the sky. It's got rain. It's got it's just got everything done properly. Yeah, it's just <laughs> no kidding. Best visuals no, is just Nicole Kidman. See, we can't in have any film. We can't have that. We can't have it. But yeah. But yeah, so yeah, Mr. Nail, no Kidman, but it's really good. It's hot film. Well, what about um, any animated films? Yeah. Have you got any of them? Uh, well, again, going back to groundbreaking ones, uh, Who Frames Roger Rabbit? Oh. Is that the first? Or was Space Jam the first one where you had the oh, Space Jam was later. animation Space Jam was Space with Jam real was. life? Uh, and I yeah. think I think Roger Rabbit's the first, if not one of the earliest. Yeah, I think yeah. it was done properly as well. I mean, it I still was. look at that now and go, "Have they done that? That's a cartoon rabbit pushing real water." Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. flicking real water. Have they done that? Yeah, that it is. It is brilliant, isn't it? I've got I've got that starred as, as like the the, the key ones yeah. of, of the ones I've picked. The key Did you put ones. Space Jam down? Yeah, I didn't put Space Jam oh. down. I just jumped in, into my head when I was thinking, was it the first one the where monsters. they did that? Oh, brilliant! Uh, I've not Space, seen Jam. Space Jam. Space Jam two oh, is on the way. It is. With LeBron James. LeBron yeah, James is it. playing. Yeah. Space Jam, brilliant. Mate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bill Bill Murray in it as well. Bill Murray makes an appearance. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. He does. Oh man, yeah, great film. Quality. But any other anime, like, I, I, like obviously, I'm into my animation. So yeah, any yeah. any sort of anime things, um, like I always mention Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell is just just a beautiful film to watch. Mm, mm. And even even like it being from nineteen whatever nineteen ninety whatever, it just looks looks amazing, just looks stunning. 
the Japanese know how to do yeah. animation properly. Yeah, they do. I mean, I'm not saying like, you know, we don't or the Americans don't, because there's some Disney films which are great. I'm thinking of, um, is, it, is it Tangled? The, the sort of Rapunzel one. Yeah. And there's, there's a scene in that, which again was 3D at the time, but there's a scene in that which, where she goes back to the castle or something and there's all like, you know, them the lanterns mm. and the lanterns are all over the water. And yeah, I just remember that thinking, that, that's that's brilliant, that. Looks beautiful. And, you know, someone's animated that. I remember mm. thinking, but I, even if you go back to even, uh, like, older than that, you go back to, like, Bambi. Bambi was always lovely visually as well. Yeah. Like, them when it's raining and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, proper the, artists yeah. painting all yeah. those. Yeah. 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 Absolutely, hours and hours mm. of manpower Probably and women yeah. power because the women used to paint it. <laughs> the men used to draw them. Women used to paint it. In Disney, that's what it used to be. Graft, yeah, it? was. Graft, and then going back to the Lion King, we mentioned, you know, a couple of podcasts ago. That first scene in that original Lion King, when the sun comes up, it's all black and it comes up. That is absolutely beautiful. And I, I, I know people like the new one. I don't think the new one lives up to it. I agree with you. It, yeah, because again, it's all them vivid colours. I know it needs to be look realistic look on the new one, but the vivid colours of the old one, the, the original, just stunning. Yeah. Is there any that stand out to you that let you down visually? Any and like you've watched that you think the visuals are that poor or the CGI is that poor or the, or that's just don't do ruin the film or the, ruin the TV. Well show? The, the first CGI I remember seeing and thinking that's shite, that's absolute shite, is um the mummy. The Scorpion King and the Mummy, the, mummy, <laughs> oh, yeah. the Rock, when he when he turns yeah. into a scorpion, and it's just like the worst. It's it's the it's the worst CGI I've ever seen. Um, it just does it oh, looks so awful. He looks yeah. like plasticine. He looks like, yeah, his, his nose is weird. Yeah, it just look it just looks weird. Um, and I mentioned before the Matrix, the the two Matrix sequels, the CGI in that, though it was again probably groundbreaking. A lot of the things that we use these days. Are used were used then. Well, it just didn't look. Twins look. jumping from car to car. You can tell. You can, can you? I've yeah. not seen it in a long time. You can, well, or when you see the agents and it goes in slow motion, and you can you go, yeah, that's a cartoon. That. Mm-hmm. That's that's not that's not real. Um, it was disappointing. Or when he's fighting all the agents. Yeah. yeah. It just looks a bit. It's got no weight to it. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because obviously that's made by Warner Brothers. And when you watch some of the DC superhero films these days, like the, your Supermans and things. Um, you can see it looks very similar, so they must still be using the same sort of basis of technology that they were using for that nowadays. I haven't seen it. This is, you know, what I think DC at the minute are proper struggling. Yeah. Um, and I watch, and it's like you think this is a multi-million pound organization, and they can't get things right. The money yeah. they have. I watched. I have. I've listened. You know, someone haters gonna hate, and might start slagging me off for this. But <laughs> I watched, I haven't seen the full movie, but I was watching about five, ten minutes of Aquaman. Now, when was Aquaman released? Year ago, two years ago. Oh my days, the visuals are just so garbage for how fake it is underwater and it doesn't even look real at Mm. all. And you're talking basics there, and I know it might cost a lot to do it, but this is DC. And if they can't get the basics right of like making water look like proper water. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? See, They're I, struggling, aren't we? Yeah, I, I like Aquaman to be honest. But I, I do agree with you. Yeah, and I don't think that's a problem with the CGI, though that that's a problem. Mm. I think it's more to do with being underwater. Because I think back to films where they're underwater and it just sort of like puts me off a little bit. So like one of my least favourite Bond films is Thunderball. Mm. And the end of it, I know you don't like James Bond, mm. but like I know Richard does. And like 
the, the, the climax of that, and a lot of that film is underwater, mm. and it's just like. Well, they're always Both. going on about how wonderful the old the underwater shots in Bond films are. Yeah, and and as you say, I just think it's the nature of the beast. That's that's what filming underwater is like. It's it's awful. It's tricky. It's horrible. It, the colours are just all blurred. Yeah, uh, everything's just got that blue tinge to it. Yeah. Not that's it. ever been filmed underwater. That's really good. The Little Mermaid. Find the Nemo. Find the Nemo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah, but again, I know a big lauded film, beautiful to look at. Liked yeah. it, but yeah. then, no, it doesn't really grab me. Oh, maybe like it's the underwater it. thing. It's just yeah. Maybe it's something. Do you like Finding Nemo? Like Finding Yeah, it's a good one. I haven't uh-huh. seen Dory yet. Yeah, it's can't. Sticking. Don't bother. Don't find it. Don't find it. Sticking with animation, Lego Movie. Oh yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I. I don't know how they got the computers to make them look like they were models, even down to like the thumbprint on his back where the craggle, the crazy glue had left a thumbprint. Yeah. I I, I just thought that was a mistake. And the scratches on the Lego and uh, Benny, and he's got his broken. It was. Broken element, yeah. I thought it was genuine Lego models. I did. Yeah, because you can even see the join between the same color bricks. You can see that join. It's it's done amazingly. Yeah, I mean, they, they, not without watching any documentaries about it. I think they have done it as if it was real Lego. Yeah, that's and that's that's the key to it, isn't it? Um, and would it have been? It, obviously, it would have been cheaper doing it the way they've done it to make it look like it's the Lego models are real. But yeah. wow, it is. Yeah, amazing. You're right. That's a good shout. That. What do you think on Lego Movie Two? I'm trying to think if I've seen, seen it. it. You haven't seen it? Wouldn't get me watching it. I, I watched the first... Oh, don't have the Lego movies? Oh, oh man. Right the Lego. first one's amazing. Well, the Lego it, Batman movie is great, It yeah. is very funny as well. What, what happened in the Lego movie sequel? Um, well, I watched half of it and fell asleep, and the, ba- <laughs> the baby liked it. But, uh, <laughs> it wasn't as good. It didn't grab me. The first one, I was like, this is... It, it's this great. is everything is awesome, basically. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and, but the second one wasn't as awesome. No. No. I but still looks remember. amazing. Still looks. They still top do the notch. same thing. Yeah, yeah. Because when you see some of the old, the other Lego movies they used to make, where it's just it's a normal it's, CGI film, but it's, it's Lego a cartoon, characters. That's it? a cartoon. Yeah, they're not. It's not as good, but that because mm. it looks like Lego. Yeah, it is great. The, the way that the way they move, it's as you're moving Lego, which adds to that. You're yeah. watching models, but you're not watching models. Yeah. Um, and that they, they try and not make the Lego do anything that in real life it wouldn't do. Yeah. Did he do this all Lego stuff because Lego is popular? Because I wish I just I don't get it. Why do a Lego movie? Why not do, like why do a Lego Batman movie? Just do a Batman movie, or why yeah. do a well, Lego Harry Potter movie? Well, I think I think do I don't know why they done the Lego Batman, but he was in the Lego movie. Mm. All all of them were all the superheroes. Yeah, well, DC ones were. Was was yeah. it? No, nobody it, nobody it, likes it, Green it, Lantern. <laughs> They oh yeah, they all yeah, land. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cause, so like, I, I think it was like it. a spin off of that. Do you know what I, I mean? Because there's been it. because there's been Lego Batman and Lego mm. thing, like you know, toys, actual toys. I think they sort of used any property they could, <laughs> and it was made by Warner Brothers as well. Mm. So they yeah. could use yeah, they used Harry Potter. Potter, they used they used Harry Potter, did they? Yeah, and they used uh, Lord of the Rings in it yeah. as well. So, but the Lego Movie, I was the same as you. I was thinking, oh, that's a waste of time why are they doing that and then watched it and I was like oh I see you now it's great it's so, awesome it is awesome everything is <laughs> yeah yeah and then they made a Playmobil, Playmobil movie on me and yeah. making a Barbie movie and 
also. No that man. No that man. Yeah. Any more? Um, Any more that gravels? Let's have a quick look. So non non CGI. Um, I've got. I suppose the, the the grudge how things were filmed. So that's where you got your filming. You mentioned it with with the uh, Red Dwarf. Where you got the film it backwards to create an effect. I know that's what not not what they did in Red Dwarf, but they did it in Bram Stoker's Dracula as well. I think when he came out of his, he he, um, I think he got frightened back into his coffin, and they filmed it. They filmed it with Gary Oldman coming out of the coffin, and then they filmed it backwards. So it's just got that very very creepy effect to it. Yeah. But they did that in uh, in the original The Grudge. Um, Juan, I think it's called to give mm. it its proper name, um, and yeah, not a lot of CGI used in it, but 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 just little things that make make it. I thought were good. Now, we mentioned Star Wars before, but didn't really mention about how he how he bought hundreds and hundreds of um, Airfix models and glued them onto a table, and that's how they did the Death Star run and things like oh, that. Oh, right, yeah. Um, as well as the CGI, there was a fair bit of, of um, basic stuff in there. Mm. Um, well, a lot of people talk about that first scene, that original, the first Star Wars, being like iconic. The first time yeah, you saw it in the yeah. I mean, I, I never experienced that. I watched that video. You're probably the same way, James. But like to see it in the in the pictures, apparently when that first ship comes over, that destroyer comes over the, the mm. screen, was apparently like sort of a wow that, moment. Wow moment. Yeah. 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 Um, you've got a by the way, you've got to mention we were speaking about bad ones, how great the film is, but the the disappointments when you finally see the shark in yours. I like oh, yeah. that. I when thought... you see him when he comes out the water. I'm a massive <laughs> I'm a massive fan of great white sharks, I'm obsessed with them. And that is it's a poor job. When he's I, when I, he's I out the water, it. it's so bad. Well I think but did we talk about this last time where we said it's um it's to do with because the the shark was Playing up wasn't wasn't you were meant to see shaking, the shark more, yeah. but they cut loads of it out because it just but that made awful, it better, which you made it better. The suspense. Yeah. So when you finally see it, you're like like a happy accident. It doesn't wasn't look it? like a proper great white shark. Yeah. Now probably back in the day when when there was less visuals of great whites and that, but like once we got into the nineties, everyone had seen great whites yeah. doing everything. And then you're moving on to that joke of a movie, Megalodon. Oh my yeah. god! Oh, I'm seeing that. One. Speaking about disgraceful CGI, really, like, the oh, Meg. It's oh whatever it is, the Smeg. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely garbage. It's terrible. Is it? I, I watched the film and it was like pathetic, right? Yeah, didn't but, didn't look very good to be honest. But, but the yeah. CGI and that. Speaking of Jaws, now Jaws, bear in mind how many years prior. Jaws, it makes Jaws look outstanding. Like yeah. In comparison, and I don't rate when you finally see Jaws. That <laughs> that megalodon is horrendous. But like visually just shocking. Yeah. I was gonna say to you there, did you ever see any of the later Jaws? Never really watched it, no. I've maybe, seen I've only seen Jaws maybe once. Maybe so. Tom used to just laugh about them. <laughs> just like like as it went, like Jaws used to go out, like, don't quote me on it, but like it's like Jaws 3, I think this one has it like Jaws, Jaws 3D. Jaws goes to Barbados and all that <laughs> and all like weird stuff like that. It just got because was it the second yeah second one's called the Revenge isn't yeah, it? Yeah, which the Revenge was... one of them was New York, wasn't it? Or was no. it? No, where was oh, it? Was it? Where's the second one? 
I, I I've definitely seen them, and then I think it's either third or maybe the fourth. It's like George goes in water, like he never goes. <laughs> George goes to Hollywood. You just got, <laughs> that's, yeah. why, that's why I thought that was George the Revenge. But there's the more, Michael Caine. One? There's more chance of getting obviously because we're great white sharks. Are you don't like there's only certain parts of the world you get them, and he goes to like he ends up like in some <laughs> but place. He's you'd, never, you'd never see a great white shark. But when does a great, a great white shark ever have con- a conscious state? I, yeah. where they're like, <laughs> yes, you know what? Silly. They've all gone to. New York on their holidays and we're going to follow them we're going to leave South Africa or wherever they are or you know what I mean I'm going to follow them with a vendetta yeah. it's just because speaking of good good shark films do you remember Deep Blue Sea? yeah Deep Blue Sea LL Cool J yeah and Samuel L. Jackson you wait my bird and he throws the he throws the the lighter and blows the shark off great yeah some good uh Shocking deaths in there. Won't say anymore if you haven't seen it. But yeah, that was good. It, no. They were like intelligent sharks, weren't they? CGI was shite on the but, shark. Yeah, again, but you get, you're get you not too bothered about it, are you, mm. when you're watching the film? A shark trying to get into an oven. <laughs> <laughs> because, because the sharks have got so intelligent, haven't they? But they experiment with them. So the shark, like, getting into an oven, trying to get into an oven after someone hiding in an oven. I don't really, and LL Cool J, I love LL Cool J. Yeah. But, like... And he is good and he's funny in it, <laughs> but he's just like LL Cool J in an oven. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't Fine. make sense. Like, as if LL Cool J's ever getting in, a, in an oven. Normally. Of course he is, he's hot. Yeah. He's hot stuff. Hot stuff. <laughs> Alter. All right. Should we give it a close there then? Uh, Finish well, any more or go before, on one more? Go on. Before we do, Alien. End up. Yeah. Alien. Go. I'm going to say one more. Go on. 2001. I got 2001. Not a, I'm not a fan, but it looks amazing, doesn't it? Does there, there's amazing. lots of little things in that where she's, where the spaceship's moving around and she's walking a lot, walking up the wall basically. Yeah. And of course, the camera's moving and uh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Looks stunning. Looks um, great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Right, we'll finish there. But so thanks for listening this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we've enjoyed it ourselves. We're gonna have a bit of a change this week though with the the quotes. But before we do, if you want to get in contact, just get uh, get in contact on Twitter, uh, Facebook. Instagram, we are Chat and Flicks. And if you wanted to email us, it's chatandflicks at hotmail.co.uk. And one John Leonard has got in contact with us and he's he's given us a bit of a quote. So it's not a quote from a film, but we thought, and it's going to be a future episode. I think we talked talked about it, about like sort of earliest memories or like sort of mm. film memories. And he's, he's given us this. He said, Memories of Friday Night, watching on a 12-inch black and white portable TV, shared the room with me bro. He'd always be asleep. If I heard a noise outside the house whilst I was watching, I'd go. David, you did it. I've said that wrong, i say. He said, David, you awake? Did you say something? And it'd be protection in numbers. So he's just, he just like thinking about being in his bedroom with his brother and his, uh, just checking if his brother's awake. But yeah, it's good. I thought that was good. Oh, that's blast, that. Yeah, like it. Nice one. All right, thanks for listening. See you now. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.